The spirit of performance defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura's been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. David Faber has the morning off. Pre-market is stumbling here as the job market data comes in extremely hot. ADP doubles expectations and yields are crossing some important lines. Ten year above four, first time since March. Two year, a fresh 16 year high. Our roadmap is going to begin with that macro outlook. ADP shatters expectations, futures falling on the news. The Treasury Secretary begins her China visit, landing in Beijing early today, looking to calm some tensions. And Meta, as you know, officially launching threads. Millions join, but will it prove to be a Twitter killer? Let's begin, though, with the markets here, Jim. You, you tweeted this morning that yeah. you didn't like the feel. No, now what does this yesterday. data do? Simmy's yesterday. I mean, it, we're just in a, wow, the data's just really bad. I mean, if, if ADP is right, which is that almost a half million people got jobs, uh, some now there's been some uh, geographic areas that aren't so strong. South, surprisingly, wasn't as strong. But, I mean, I don't think anyone's set up yet, uh, particularly if they tr- trade treasuries, for what remains a boom. I mean, I've been saying it's not a hard, a hard landing, not a soft landing. It's a takeoff. <laughs> this is a takeoff. Now, no one expects that. It's not supposed to happen. There's a couple of recommendations of Toll Brothers and Pulte. And typically, like, the new thing, and I'm going to savage these people tonight. Not savage. I'm going to say that perhaps they're ill-advised. Are these people who have price targets for home builders, and the price target's like 40 points away, and they raise them by 7 they have to do that every day from now to kingdom come. So there is just 497 versus 220. There are very few people who are that off. Yeah. Um, ADP is a remarkable print. Now, granted, they've had issues with their model in the past, but a lot of it is leisure hospitality. That's 200 k well, right now, there. There's no end to the long on money, short on time. Now, Paychex did say yesterday that they're seeing a moderation, and that's small to medium-sized business. And... Uh, they are actually more concerned because uh, rates up has meant that people aren't being as adventurous. Right. Not, not go out there and try to come up with a new business. And maybe one thing if it was just ADP this morning, but challenger layoffs month on month get cut in half, lowest since October. Claims, what, two week high? I mean, it, but it all directionally says the same thing. Right. Now, someone was trying to make a case that the mortgage is being down for matters. No, that's ridiculous. I mean, there's just not enough homes. The reason why that would be that's not the rates. It's just there's not enough homes to buy. So, I mean, we got a nice, strong economy here. It's not what they want to see, but it's strong. Uh, I, I think it's a shame that it's strong for, for the big companies and not the small, medium size. But travel and leisure, we're going to be back to 2019. But we have to be well in excess of 2019 because 
we travel now and we go places. I mean, we're sedentary. And by the way, the people who work from home on Friday take three-day trips to Iceland for all I know. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, I mean, I love people who work from home because that means you don't have to work. And that's a sensational <laughs> thing. I have to come to work so I can't hide. That's right. I come, I, you know, I can't come to work and not work. When you start doing the show from home on Fridays, we'll love uh, I have a studio that's set up in my basement. I want to throw a grenade in there. What is the point of working from home? See, work is, means going to work. Now, I know this is old-fashioned and dates from my first job in 1977. But had I gone in to the Tallahassee Democrat and said, you know what, guys, Friday is out, they would have said, Kramer, you're out. <laughs> right. How did it happen that we have a four-day What are they fighting in France? No, that's, no I shouldn't say it. That's a violent yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. But um, we're, I mean, those people are traveling. They're going places and they're pretending to work. Yeah. And that's fine. So, we pretend to pay. They pretend to work. It's like the Soviet Union. So um, are stocks materially more vulnerable with the 10-year yes. above four? Absolutely. And I think that we're, we're looking at and just saying we can't pay the same price earnings multiple. We have to, the yield curve is, uh, I think that we're going to have the 30-year at five and a half, and that's when this thing will end. Not till then. Uh, first cut now, getting priced out September of next year, uh, 2024. There's not going to be cuts. Yeah, I, well, that's, How I guess about that's the market's saying. Gonna cut? You know, I bet you if we go back and look at the people who said that, that they were going to start cutting this year, we would find people who right now are seeking other jobs. <laughs> Why not? Uh, uh, Zaslav fires a lot of people. You noticed that. You, the, I read the, that piece. But it did compare him to Logan Roy, which to me meant that he was good. You read the original. Pirates. You read the original archived GQ piece. Yeah. Well, then, I mean, did, I think Zas is about cash flow. I don't care about friends. It's about money. <laughs> Zaz is making it so that they can have cash flow. Yeah, yeah. But that includes firing 30 people whom he does admit he had no idea what they did. Now, those people probably took off more than Friday. Those people may have been Monday to Friday, really digging in. Yeah, I was wondering if you were going to comment on yesterday's news. You have news. to. Yeah, you exactly. have to. Yeah, the Logan Roy, man. Yeah. Uh, as for Fed speak today, uh, we do have Lori Logan saying, who said that a June hike was uh, was uh, totally appropriate, uh, would have been. And she yeah, what was that all voted for the pause. And then, of course, Williams adding to the hawkish rhetoric of the last couple of days. Take a listen. Do we have more to do in terms of monetary policy? I think the incoming data support that hypothesis. Uh, and, um, you know, again, just be continuing to, to watch the data. Then you have the minutes. Uh, inflation, risk to the upside. Housing, Jim, they wonder whether it's bottomed. Bottomed? Housing's so strong. <laughs> there's, a, there's multiple bidders for any Toll Brothers house. They take it from 900000 to one, one billion. And look, I got to tell you, it's Christmas in July. The only real layoff is from the Christmas tree shop, which, by the way, I've been to. I've never seen anyone at the Christmas tree, Christmas tree shop. They had to be more ecumenical and broaden the number of people who go to the Christmas tree in order to be able to get anyone to go there. And nobody did. This is the if this is the layoff, the Christmas tree store, we're in trouble. We were thinking maybe it's going to be like real people. But no, it's Christmas tree. The Fed is not winning because it can't because this economy is fantastic. Uh, we, we do have the lowest inflation of the G7. I mean, look, I, if, if, if it was graded on a global curve, we'd be winning. Well, we just have to just, look, we raise it a little. Um, you're not going to win on housing. He's playing for time, pal. 
He figures if you get enough time, the home builders will go back to making 1.7 rather than 1.3. That will really help. He's playing for time. And that was why he did, didn't do anything in June. He's got to play for time. He's got to hope that Toll Brothers builds more and Pulte builds more because housing is where the inflation is. It, it, it costs 40 percent more to buy a house than it did in 2019. He has to bring that down if he's going to be the known as a good Fed chairman. Yeah. Uh, some of these Redfin numbers of the number of homes for sale down 25 percent year That's on year. Impossible. Uh, I mean, all we really have at this point are, are the home builders and those who are willing to move for some reason or another. Well, and when you buy an apartment, you get people knocking on your door saying, listen, I'll pay you 20% more for that apartment after right. you've closed. Right. I mean, that's what environment we're in. Multiple bidders for places that aren't for sale. Yeah. Uh, people means- knocking on my door saying, listen, is your house for sale? I said, no, I live in my house. They said, well, you know, but it looks Would like an like ideal house. Move out? It's an ideal house to work on Friday. I said, well, give me a, it's a playhouse for heaven's sake. But that fits the description of what people yes. do on Friday. We By the way, no one works on these people are frauds. Those who work from home on Friday, yeah, they just are frauds. All right, I'm calling it because apparently the new the new dynamic is bringing them in on Monday. But the the thinking is that Friday is a lost cause. Monday maybe. Friday is a lost cause. I think they just sit here and play the market, or they play Call of Duty. Thank you, Bobby Kodak. Or maybe they garden, but they ain't working. Yeah. We mentioned the Treasury Secretary this morning uh, beginning her four-day visit to China. She did arrive in Beijing a couple of hours ago. Eunice Yun is on the ground with what to expect. Hi, Eunice. Hey, Carl. Well, the Treasury Secretary, as you said, has arrived in Beijing, and it looks as though she's going to have a very long day ahead of her on Friday. A senior Treasury uh, official uh, said for her first day of meetings, she's going to be sitting down with the former Vice Premier Liu He, a familiar face to the West, um, as he is the one who helped negotiate the U.S. trade deal uh, for the Chinese under the Trump administration. Uh, She's going to attend a business roundtable hosted by the American Chamber of Commerce here. And she was also going to have a bilateral uh, with the premier, Li Chang, and then end her day with a dinner hosted by the former central bank governor, Zhou Shaochan. Again, another familiar face um, to the West. Now, the overarching goal, according to the senior Treasury official, is that she's going to hope to improve the communication between the U.S. and China, which is a greater effort on the part of the Biden administration. The topics that are going to be covered are going to be some of them are stickier issues, such as uh, China's trade practices, um, as well as areas where they hope to find common ground. And this is on uh, debt distress in poor nations or climate change. Uh, The senior uh, Treasury official said that so far they don't expect any specific policy breakthroughs for her trip and that they hope that the conversations in Beijing will be frank and productive. In fact, Uh, The official said that that is their expectation. Now, on the Chinese side, uh, based on official commentary as well as state media reports, the Chinese are seeking what they call signs of U.S. sincerity. So that is some combination of a reduction or an end of the Trump-era tariffs on Chinese goods, uh, lifting the sanctions on Chinese companies and individuals, and stopping the export curbs. Now, the Chinese argument has been that these tariffs are 
are uh, would just exacerbate U.S. inflation, that some of these curbs, Carl, would be uh, bad for U.S. companies as well. But uh, the view is that uh, Yellen is a very pragmatic person and that at the end of the day, at the end of the day, she might go back to Washington with a similar message as the Chinese. Interesting. Uh, we do have NXP today and anti-one semi saying no material effect, Jim, from uh, those metals restrictions anyway. No, look, I, I think that this is an important mission from the point of view of, of the Chinese recognizing that they need us more than they used to. I mean, if you think about it, the reshoring, uh, the moving to Vietnam, it, it's taking time, but it's beginning to work. Uh, if you listen to Nike in their pathetic, I mean, in their uh, somewhat suboptimal conference call, you do understand that, that what's happened is if you're moving away from China and you're also selling in China, that's not so good. But it is working, and I think that they need to reverse it, and they need to reverse it now. Because when you go to Walmart, you'd be surprised how little is from China. Mm. It's from, there's, I find just as much from Sri Lanka and Jordan as I do from China. Right. And Walmart's the largest. So I think that they've got real work to do. They better, they better treat Secretary Yellen with respect. Yeah. That's what they, that's what I'm looking for. Let's see what kind of leverage she has on her visit. Our thanks to Yunus Yoon. When we come back, uh, Meta now launching threads in this direct challenge to Twitter. We're going to look at how monetizing that new app and disrupting the ad market fit into the picture. Take a look at the pre-market here. Obviously, some weakness on the back of, once again, strong labor data out of ADP, out of Challenger, out of Claims. More Squawk on the Street is straight ahead. Electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones, from powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY, a big idea that inspired the world to invest differently, and still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Big news today. Uh, we are launching Threads, an open and friendly public space for conversations. It takes the best parts of the Instagram experience and creates a whole new app around text, ideas, and sharing what's on your mind. Uh, you just sign up with your Instagram account, uh, you have your followers already there, and you can just get into it and get started. And it is available on the App Store now. Uh, the people who have tried it out so far, the reactions have been <laughs> really great. And I'm looking forward to uh, the fun journey ahead to turn this into the, the kind of big and friendly community that I think we all want to see in the world. All right. Looking forward to seeing you all over there on Threads. That's Mark Zuckerberg last night on the launch of Twitter rival Threads. The watch is on to see how the company may monetize that new app and how it might disrupt the ad market, Jim. 15 million signups Wow. In, a, in the first 11 hours, including yourself. Yes, and uh, Andrew Ross Sorkin and downtown Josh Brown have sent me some really good stuff already. Uh, Zook is not, which is a little disappointing because I expect him to be following me. I do. <laughs> yes. 
and going and having some interaction. So notice it's a little early where he is. But it, it, we've been trying to figure out how much money you can ascribe to it. And I think it's going to be part of a package of a buy. I think that if you're uh, making a sales pitch, you'll say, listen, and we'll throw this in. Uh, in that sense, it's very hard to figure out the ROI. But you, you, you effectively go to Lind- you're be- basically cutting into Lindy Yaccarino, head of advertising's uh, bailiwick. And it's unassailable. That if you get, I've always found that if you give away advertising, it's better than making people pay. Yes. Um, so yesterday you said game, set, match. Game, set, match. Yeah. It's fantastic. Andrew, great post. I mean, there's just, and I invite the people I like and the, and the myriad haters that made me mid-single-digit most hated person in America right above, not kidding, right above Putin, which I always felt was, I thought that Putin and then me but no, it was me, then Putin. I, that always disturbed me. I got that from senior management. This one seems to be a kinder, gentler place, except for if Zook doesn't quickly follow me. <laughs> I'm going to be very, oh, my daughter's following me. This thing is just cooking. Uh, yeah, I mean, it did pretty well last night. We'll see. I mean, 15, it was 10 million when Frank Holland was on this morning. Yeah, it was 2 million in the first two hours, 15 million in the first 11 hours. Zuck did tweet for the first time in 11 years, a little jab at yeah. Musk. Of course, I felt when I got it, I said, wow, look at this. He came into me and showed me something. This is the greatest. And my colleague said, no, no, that went to everybody. So I didn't feel as special as I thought. Right. But it is a great video that he put up. Yes. Look, I think this is game. It is game. I think that Twitter uh, will lose here because. And lose means what? I mean. Well, I mean, like, look, I'll still. Some people still go to it. But I will look at what people say about me. Right now, what people say about me is that I swim in the Love Canal and I, I dry off, you know, the, swim, the Love Canal and it comes off of me. I jump into the Guanas to get clean. What, what do you say to. Uh trading desks who say, look, we are we live in a high frequency information business. Twitter that has that. I'm not sure you can get that. At whatever, threats. whatever Twitter can do, Zuck can do better. Anything, anything Musk can do, still Zuck can do better. I'm not going that anything you can do, I can do better. Zuck, Zuck, Zuck is in the business to win. Uh, the, uh, the Musk was in the business and he didn't want to be. So who's going to win that? One guy was reluctant, and the other guy is just a monster. Yeah. Uh, well, you only need, what, one out of every four Insta users to it's, match Twitter's network effect. It's so easy to use, and it's friendly, and people are saying nice things. I mean, you know, nobody wants to draw and quarter me. It's fabulous. Right. And as for the PE, the forward PE of Meta, which has doubled so far this year? They're going to have a monster quarter. You know, they have these E15, E5. They have these, like, classes, classifications of people. And there were people who were just think people. Uh, they didn't really have anything to say. And I got to tell you, they were, they got zazzed. Me out. Oh. Goodbye. Yeah, well, they were, like, doing nothing. And then after he, like, bought, gets out of the releases in New York, out of the leases, then we're going to say, this guy, he's fired the right people, the really expensive people who did nothing. So, the, so you think operating leverage remains a storyline for this coming earnings print? It's a huge position for my charitable trust. It's been. And I think that Zook, hey, when you talk about, remember when people used to hate him? I, I, he's, had some, he's had some worse days, yes. I never hear anything other than say, hey, you know what? He had a baby. You know, his family's growing. Thank you, think you he's for He's having threads. a good time. You're a good man. I mean, he's become, I mean, it's one of the great transformations of all time. 
I, I, people really like the guy. It is incredible. When I met him, uh, you know, he gave me a LaCroix. He liked my TJX pants. 14 bucks, very good, only only 30% poly. Uh, although I did have to jump over the highway to get there on time. It was a freeway, it was a little Keanu Reeves kind of thing, the bus was coming to me. But I just think that that's who he became. He is the guy people want to know. Yeah, well, uh, a rising stock price cures all ills, Jim. Yes, <laughs> it does. makes everybody great. Yes. That's why I hate ATT. That's why Disney's become problematic. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk some Disney and a lot more after the break. We'll get to Tesla, expecting some Ford numbers, perhaps Levi's tonight. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash and count down to the opening bell. Uh, check out the weakness in the pre-market as we get the opening bell started here in about nine minutes. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. Take a look at Ford this morning, getting some uh, sales numbers in. Trucks up 26-2 in the second quarter. Uh, EV sales up 11-2 year-to-date. Jim, coming on the heels of GM, up 18. And the industry sales, 7.7 million in the first half. Just an enormous demand for cars. Look, Ford stuff is sold out. You you go to a Bronco, the Bronco assembly line, uh, and they come off the line, and they're all, like, in this... On the right-hand co- uh, window, it says reserved, reserved, reserved. There aren't any Broncos. They need to run their, they need, and they're going to get, to run their shifts 24-7. They have to. They have way too much demand for their, uh, for the Bronco, and that's not alone. The F-150 Lightning. People just continually write off Farley. Uh, they're saying that he can't do the big 6.2 free cash flow. They're like a, like a 3.4. If you go to the assembly line, all you can do is say, we need to make more cars and trucks in order to meet demand. High quality profit. Right. I mean, we've replaced the chip shortage with the labor shortage, right, in the car business. Well, also, you have a union, um, and the union is uh, basically one of those unions that sounds very much from the 30s. You mentioned that yesterday, but they're going into these talks with an enormous amount of leverage, aren't they? I think they have some leverage, but it's not like U- UPS, where I don't think they have any leverage from, to speak of. The problem is the guy really wants to take away money from the shareholders, the Sean Fain. He thinks that they're doing too well. The billionaires, as he calls people who are shareholders. And that's bad because you, you don't want to roll back some of these great gains that Ford had that gave them a lot more say with what, what hours people have. Uh, let's say you take, instead of the half-hour lunch break, you say it's an hour and a half. Or let's say you, you take the dreaded Friday if they stop the Bronco assembly line on Friday, I, I don't know what to say. They, that would be a major blow. Yeah. Not, not everybody can work from home, including those no, on the line. No, thank heaven. If you try to work from home putting a tire on a Bronco, it's almost impossible. <laughs> Opening bell coming up in uh, four and a half minutes. Let's get Kramer's Mad Dash ahead of the opening bell. Okay, periodically there's just this, this a statement, a statement price target increase. And today we got one rather remarkable from Keith Weiss, Microsoft. He, he's at Morgan Stanley, and he's very, very good. And he raises his price target 
This is rather incredible. From 335 to 415, basically anointing it as, it's kind of an Indy 500 thing going, the pole position at the generative AR race begins. This piece should be read by everybody because what it says is those who think that this thing is not here and now are wrong, and Microsoft has got it. It's a very impressive report. So easily the next $3 trillion company in this case. I I think it's a must-read piece, must-read. And I really, I've been in favor of Microsoft, but Capital Trust owns it. I feel like this is much better than I thought. Remarkable. Um, even though Chat GPT website traffic actually fell for the first time I know. Uh, in June, hasn't happened yet. I think that they that people are beginning to realize until they get more recent information, it's very hard to be able to do what you want. It's more historical than it is current day. And it's a yes man. It always likes you. Yes. I like a little controversy, but. You know, the ChatGPT person's like, hey, Mr. Kramer, how you doing today? What's cooking? Uh, yeah, at least for now. I want right. to be friends. I would rather have it be like, you know, <laughs> yes, I want to yes. talk to you about your trip with your kids and what went wrong and what went right. No, it does. It just talks about what went right. Yes. Let's get the opening bell here. Uh, and at the uh, big board this morning, it's Life Zone Metals, specializing in nickel, celebrating a listing via SPAC. We'll talk to the CEO in the next hour. And at the NASDAQ, it's Burke and Herbert Financial Services, a bank holding company. Jim, a lot of discussion this morning about what the impact that these rates are going to have on uh, asset values at the banks. Nobody. I mean, other than First Horizon, which was upgraded because they were jilted uh, by Toronto TD. Uh, yeah, the, all the commentary is, is that that's going to be disappointing. Now, let's go back to why I don't feel good about the market. They report first. They can set the tenor. Uh, and the tenor is going to be one of, wow. I can't believe how much the Fed has hurt these companies. Uh, and I know the banks aren't, the regionals are not doing that well. Uh, and we're going to see that, you're going to see the decline in, in, in ownership. But I thought it was very interesting when I paychecks on last night. They are advising people to pull out over $100,000, diversify, which is highly unusual. They used to say that, you know, just stay, stick with their bank. So there's just so much uh, in flux that you're just not going to want those stocks. And that could hurt the overall market. So does that mean you're leery of another hike or? No, I I think another hike has to happen. I just think that there's some uh, that you got to stick with what's winning because the nation states, which the the magnificent seven, they're not going to be hurt by any of this. Uh, But who's going to be hurt by things are like Comerica. Jeez, that's a free fire zone, Comerica. I didn't like what happened with the Fed having... The Bank of America having to sit down with the Fed. They talked about that this morning on Squawk, even with the div hike. What was that like? Yeah. I mean, you guys aren't ready for the new world? That's crazy. But Bank of America is a very good bank. City, I understand, because the book value of City versus what City is, there's something there's something awry there. Right. But I said that many times. To my so basically, your, your risk tolerance is retrenching back to mega cap tech. Yeah, you'll see the disappointments of everybody else. You'll say, well, wait a second. What Jensen's doing, Jensen Wong, is making it so you got faster chips. And when you have faster chips, we able to do things. Now, those stuff, I mean, I was working on Goldman Sachs last night. If they, Goldman Sachs is, is in a terrible predicament in that they ramped, they were just for wealthy people, then they ramped up for everybody, and now they realize that everybody's not so hot. Marcus can't be used overseas. Apple, they're making a lot of noises that, they, that it's been a great relationship, but, but we're ready to leave. You never do that. It's Apple. 
You never say that it doesn't work. And what are you, crazy? But, I mean, it might not be the best fit for them. Right, but somebody would buy it. I mean, then I would say it doesn't work, it's just that, like, Apple, if it was any good making them a lot of money after the money they sunk, right. they wouldn't lose it. But the fact that, they, that everything is everything's up for grabs, everything, well, that means that they made a mistake, but there's still no one coming out and saying, we made a mistake. That's not the old, the old Goldman would come out and say, we screwed up. This new Goldman casually just says, hey, listen, uh, everything's for sale because we said. No, no one's saying, listen, we took this strategy and it was dead wrong and we're going to undo it. And when you find out that I think that Marcus is no go, that's my own that's my own prediction. Right. And that Apple goes to another company. I think you're going to say, what were they doing? Hmm. And how are they still premier? And that's why they have the lowest price earnings model. What about the notion uh, we got a SPAC today? We've had a couple IPOs. We had three in one day, in fact, that capital markets get a little spicier. I, I the- think they're a little better. And there's some biotech, which is good. Uh, I but And I think there's going to be China. Janet Yellen's probably going to welcome their ridiculous IPOs. But yeah, I mean, there's still IPOs, but there's no mergers because the people, the person in charge of the FTC, uh, a, a merger could, blow, you know, a leaf could blow through a window and it says that so-and-so is thinking about building so-and-so and she'll like call them and say, don't you dare. So she is, um, she's the first FTC person I've ever seen who just says we can't do mergers because rich people benefit. This kind of rhetoric, by the way, which was very much in vogue in 1917, when the you know, and when the Winter Palace was stormed, and to the Finland station and Lena Khan, these are all allusions to the switch between the Czar and the party. Right. And I'm not talking about the Mensheviks. Yes. She's no Menshevik. That's more like Canner over at Antitrust. <laughs> He's a bit more Menshevik. Glad you're parsing your historical analogs. <laughs> Bolshevik, man. Um, the uh, obviously markets holding 4,400 here, Jim. About a one percent loss on the S&P. A lot of the man. leaders are defensive. Uh, Keurig, Dr. Pepper's in the lead. Uh, although a little bit of energy in there. Halliburton, Schlumberger. Yeah. Keurig, Dr. Pepper was interesting. Now Microsoft's down two and a half. That won't last. Not with this Keith Weiss piece that's saying, look, this is the real one. So there are things that are going to work. But when you see endless cuts to rails and to trucks, that's the real economy. And the real economy is not doing as well as the travel economy. Right. Someone, uh, someone raised Norwegian uh, crews. Uh, you know, they took it from like low teens to mid teens. That's like Norwegian wood is what they're using in their head. Norwegian wood is producing this, those this numbers. This bird has flown. Oh, um, how can they do that? They got to go be on the haven. Well, uh, speaking of uh, consumer worries, a firm today, Jim, I know you saw Piper saw that. goes to underweight 11 uh, at a time where we are paying attention to delinquencies uh, and even B of A credit card data down four tens for this past week. That was week. very disappointing. Yeah. Uh, but a firm, the numbers of defaults were actually quite good. Uh, so that's just a kind of a, a piece which just says we're going to have recession. It can't be good. Uh, but I, I, I am very impressed. Max Levchin to really put together a company that it doesn't have a lot of defaults, but it's also something that you're not supposed to own at this point in the cycle. SoFi should have been up much more after the student after loan. After the SCOTUS decision. it's just... It, it's just the cycle says don't own these. And people are taking the cycle very seriously. They're selling the minerals. They're selling the companies like Martin Marietta. And they're selling the, the regionals. And they'll go back to a Microsoft by the end of the day. Uh, we haven't done a whole lot of media. Disney back to 88 and a half. Variety with a piece yesterday saying that they may not have a billion dollar movie this year. 
for the first time ex-COVID since 2014. Uh, people wondering what happened at Pixar. I think it's going to be tough. Yep. I think mean, Disney might trust us. I want to sell it here because I think that a year and a half it could be higher. I think the next couple of quarters is just going to be bad. And so the question is, do you sell it and buy it back? I think that's too hard. But uh, the Disney situation versus the versus, believe it or not, the Time Warner situation is night and day. Really? Yeah, night and day. Time Warner is. I mean, the progress they're making the on cash flow, flow, the pay down of the nine billion dollar debt, the. Uh, Decision to go after uh, to make it so that they're they're online, their the presence streaming makes money, makes everybody else look bad. I wouldn't be surprised if everybody doesn't call Zaslav and say, "Help us! How are you doing this? How are you making it so you're actually making money and streaming?" Because man, everyone's losing. Uh, and I yesterday I I, con- I talked about how playing for Comcast. I will also say that three billion dollar loss in Comcast. Uh, I think that's unacceptable, and I work for Comcast, but I don't care. I don't want to. I, I don't want to be um, a naysayer about a company I work for. But you can't lose three billion dollars. That's just not. Although, you can't well, do that. Barclays today with some constructive comments about our parents. That was very good. Basically saying um, margin pricing more in line uh, with expectations than say Charter. Got the Hulu uh, upside potential. But. Oh, yeah, and they went from 38 to 42, and the telco competition's less of a worry. If they were to sell Hulu, their stake, to, uh, which, by the way, is still very hard to get onto, make a note. Uh, if they sell a Hulu, they can, they can take a charge at the same time and figure. Remember, they can't. There was a previous person who worked at Peacock, and uh, he's not with the company. This is their chance to be able to right side. They must take I work for Comcast. I, I'm not saying I'm management. I'm obviously just talent. But $3 billion is a lot to lose. And I don't think unless you're the U.S. Army trying to protect Taiwan, that is not a forgivable number. Right. And uh, I'm from Philly. We, $3 billion in Philly, that's like, you know, I mean, we tip 15% in Philly. Yes, yes. Uh, you mentioned China. Uh, interesting piece about Tesla today, signing a letter uh, with other Chinese EV makers to protect core socialist values right. and basically trying to call a truce among some of the regional players there in the yeah, EV Yeah, that's surprising. I mean, I, I, I think other people are really cutting back from China. He, he can stay, yeah. Musk. But, uh, I mean, when I talk to Jim Farley, by the way, he's just out of China. He says, it's just too hard. Maybe we'll figure out something. The CEO of Ford saying that. Ford was there. Uh, I think Tesla's... The only guy who's going to make any in- you know, I don't think you're going to see big American uh, EVs over there. I mean, I'm waiting for Mary Barr to say, look, we've got the car that they want and, and, and the truck that they want, but we're not hearing that yet. Yeah. Uh, again, the Ford numbers uh, this this morning, pretty interesting. Uh, just the demand for cars. we got Levi's tonight, Jim. Ford's been up endlessly. I have Levi Strauss yeah. on. I think that'll be interesting. Apparel is a black hole. It's a black. I mean, again, referencing the uh, numbers from Nike, uh, the quizzical conference call about inventory. We have no. I mean, when you start, you say, "Listen, I th- want to make it clear, we have no inventory problem." Immediately, I think, "Wow, geez, how bad is the inventory problem?" And then when the CEO starts, CFO, the first sentence out of his mouth is, "We're a growth company." Shoot, I always thought they were a growth company. So I mean, and there, there, I preface. Uh, the one I'm actually looking for, I'm looking for VF Corp, Benadur, 
to be able to make it so that the big charges are taken and that that one can come back at $18. She probably has to cut the dividend. But I, I do think that, that Ralph Lauren is the only one I want to own. In, in apparel right yeah, now. Yeah, Ralph Lauren is really crushing it. Well, Bernard, you know, you want to own uh, they, 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 anything that Bernard, Bernard on, on no touches. Is yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think Ralph Lauren is the one to watch and to be, be in. Well, one thing to watch in apparel and a bunch of other businesses will be transports. I see uh, FedEx this morning saying they will prioritize existing customers in the event of an industry disruption. Okay, we know so what that is. going to happen. Uh, Raj Subramanian is not going to screw this up. He, Subramanian is a very competitive guy. And what he's saying is, listen, we'll take you, your UPS clients. But you know what we're not going to do? We're not going to take you and then you go back to UPS. If you sign a long-term deal with us, then you can be with us. It's a brilliant strategy. He's going to win. The stock remains a buy. Really? Yeah. So just a, a, it could be a market share grab, the trouble with oh, the Teamsters. Oh, yeah, because UPS. if you get these long-term contracts, you, look, if you, you can't miss the back-to-school season, for heaven's sake. No. And, and uh, Raj is a very competitive player who don't people underestimate repeatedly. Uh, and look at the stock, how it's done since it had the so-called bad quarter. Yeah, I remember. It was right over there with you. Oh, man, he is so good. And I think that if UPS has a strike, it's going to be one of those strikes where you come back and say, how are they ever going to recover from this? Right. The Teamsters are not. Teamsters are back. Hey, by the way, all the unions that used to be powerful, UAW, Teamsters, they're powerful again. Um, yeah, some would argue uh, the resurgence of labor is a good labor. thing. I mean, look, when I was the, I was the shop steward, I, they would tell me, listen, you're going to work Saturday. And I say, like, how about Sunday? <laughs> I mean, this is no longer the case. These unions are tough. Oh, yeah, the machinists, the Teamsters, oh, the UAW. Yeah. I mean, these unions are like when I was growing up. And I remember I worked, I tried to work to, uh, in favor of J.P. Stevens. I, I was on the picket line for J.P. Stevens. And then they just closed J.P. Stevens because we were on the picket line. They're like, hey. Knock yourself out. We're rich. You're not. The unions are incredible. And I think the UAW is the one to watch. I think it's going to be vicious. Vicious. But the fact is, unions are back. Yeah. The UPS breakdown of talks, uh, that's not going to resolve itself in any way that makes you feel that FedEx shouldn't be bought. Right. Uh, yeah, when I covered airlines, uh, right. they, they were all very powerful. By the way, speaking the of airlines. The machine was winning. Went up a I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, these guys flirted with a, a system that was very much like, like what you got at, in countries that uh, I don't want to say communist countries because that would be too strong. Uh, flirted with communism, sure. Flirted. Uh, it's definitely collective. Well, look collective at the stuff power. that this guy Fain is saying. The U.S. He's saying, listen, it's time for the rich to take a hit. Right. Uh, we mentioned the airlines, uh, Jim JetBlue. Uh, throwing in the towel yeah. on this American partnership. About time. Yeah, I mean, the airlines. Hey, Jonathan Canner, he's no fan of any of these guys talking to each other. He's just the attorney, just attorney general for antitrust. And he's he's benign compared to Linda Genghis Khan. Right. <laughs> Is that they call her new? Genghis. That's your new yeah, nickname? Yeah, they call her Genghis. Yes, they call her Genghis. Um, where do you... Do you do you expect that if there is a drawdown in the next few days on the back of these rate moves, it'll be limited? Yes, I do. I think we have to go through July, though. Because first half of July is seasonally pretty good. This right? time, no. Not this year. No, I just think that July is 
uh, we have to take some hits here because there was so much money that came in. At the, you know, the money was like a re- money off the sidelines came in exactly the wrong time at the top. Those people have to throw in the towel. The bank numbers had to be bad. After that, we're going to begin to see that it was really the banks that were bad. There's a lot of companies that were good. But I look at transports. Transports didn't confirm. Yeah. So, no, I can't. I think it's just a troubled moment right now. Uh, JP the Morgan, highest cash we've had in a long time. The JP trust. Morgan. Interesting. How much? We're trying to get over. I, we're 10. I want to get to 12. Really? Yeah. We sold some stocks yesterday we actually like. I tend not to do that. Can, can you name them here? Or is it only I'll for name two? them. We yeah. sold Procter & Gamble. We sold to, to raise some cash for uh... Just wanted to have cash for, for the decline. I never sell stocks that I like unless they get to be too big and therefore are sure. unwieldy. Yep. But Procter & Gamble is a great company. I like Procter, but I said I can sacrifice Procter because I don't like this market. Uh, you've been pretty clear on that. Uh, yeah. 44.02 here this I'm morning. I'm going to go on threads. <laughs> right now I'm on Twitter. I'm going to do it nicely on threads. Yes. See, on Twitter, I'm going to use that as an attack mode. On threads, it's going to be like kinder and gentler. Yes. Uh, let's get to uh, ISM services and jolts uh, at the top of the hour. First, though, ISM, U.S. services PMI. Let's get to Rick Santelli. Hey, Rick. Yes, Carl, lots of numbers still yet to come out. This round is S&P Global Services PMI, a June final replacing mid-month read. Mid-month read was 54.1. Well, it increased to 54.4, and it remains the fifth consecutive month above 50 in expansion territory. Same is true for the composite PMI by S&P Global. 53.0 is mid-month read, Carl, 53.2, a bit of improvement. Also, the fifth month above 50 in expansion mode. We still have jolts may read to come along with another group of PMIs from ISM services. And we see that interest rates are toying with some cycle high yield closes, 507 for twos. We're now testing and above 4% for tens. Squawk on the street will return after a short break. Take a look at the pre-market here. Actually, not the pre-market, the actual market. Dow down 343. Only one gainer, uh, and that is Microsoft. To Jim's earlier point about this note out of Morgan Stanley. We'll see what happens later in the session. Obviously, still some data on deck in about 10 minutes. And Stop Trading with Jim is also next. It's time for Jim and Stop Trading. Well, maybe an overreach. Maybe something that doesn't happen. But curing Dr. Pepper... Really interesting upgrade today by Morgan Stanley. It's been a disappointment. It's been wandering in the wilderness for ages. And they're just saying, listen, a lot, all the negativity is really in the stock. I kind of like the call because I think that uh, Bob Gamgort runs it. And Gamgort's a winner, even though the stock's been a loser. And I don't think he's going to accept that for much longer. Maybe there's some changes afoot. Coffee weakness has been real. But I think this is staying power. I'm with this call. I'm with it because of Gamgort. Gamgort's not going to go home a loser. He's very good CEO. Is it, is it a, from a coffee standpoint, is it a stay-at-home or office play? It's a stay-at-home. Really? It's a stay-at-home. The best ones are home. I've got the combined uh, cup. My wife likes the I don't know, chocolate, whatever, the hot chocolate. Yes. And I use coffee. I use uh, cologne, by the way, for people who want to know. And it, it's a delight. And I work with Gamgore. I complain to Gamgore. It's got to be this way, got to be that way. But, yeah, this is great. And for the people who play at home on Friday, it's ideal. I'm sorry, work at home on Friday, it's ideal. 
work on Friday. <laughs> Have you ever seen these younger people work on Friday? They work on their skills. They work on TMC. Maybe that's why Zaslav will make it. And they, you know, they, they practice their penmanship. I don't know what they do, but I know what they, what they don't do is actually contribute to the companies you, you, they work for. You sound like uh, Don Draper. That's what the money is for. Uh, yeah, Don right. Draper had a lot of things going, including that anti-tobacco ad, which didn't really help the earnings. That's right. Good memory. Jim, what's tonight? You said Levi, yeah? Levi, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, apparel's been a tough ride. I'm going to ask Chip, maybe Chip's last one, about what to do when you're kind of in a business, a secular decline business, which is uh, the higher price clothing. I got a pair of jeans at $14 three weeks ago at Marshall's. I wore them on vacation, and my daughter said, Dad, you look great. At what's going on? I said, 14 smackers. That's what you're looking at. That's a, that's a bargain. They're so good looking, and oh really? my, I kayaked in them, and I kayaked, and it was a million bucks. Well, maybe one, maybe one day bring them in. Yep. I'll we bring them in. wear them on the floor. I'll wear them on Fridays when nobody does anything. <laughs> nobody, no one's there to see it. Yeah. Jim, we'll see you tonight. Uh, Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx.